Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. Li I'm listening to a 49 er Rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Oh man, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And as we go through training camp, it's like that, man. It's almost over. There are only two training camp practices left. And then it's, it's gone. We are now almost officially, you know, preseason is on deck. We, we've got our first game coming up, you know, this Saturday, which is awesome. And, and that's the end of training camp. And so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to be going over injury updates, uh, brought in some new players, released a couple players, quarterback watch, herd watch. Betting, we got a huge betting segment today for the entire NFC, um, who wins each division, which has been asked about a lot. So going to jump into that as well. And I do want to give a shout out to my good friend, Tim Ford. First one in the chat today. Uh, good man. Uh, <laughs> really good guy. Shout out to Tim there. We're in a couple fantasy football leagues together. Uh, he's better than me, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> now, as always, if you have questions that you want to get across, please tag us. Uh, I see Don Burr is already in here starting up trash, which is awesome because we've got one of Don Burr's, the Detroit Lions, um, players that they let go. And so perhaps he can give us a little bit of a scouting report. And so what I want to introduce us with is, hey, the 49ers are making some changes. This always happens in training camp, and you've got to shuffle the back end of the roster to meet the needs of your injuries. Um, so... The 49ers have weighed cornerback Mark Fields and offensive lineman Isaiah Williams. I don't think either one of them really had a huge shot to make this 53-man roster. So who'd they add? Well, they add cornerback Alexander Myers. He was a 2019 undrafted free agent from Houston. Um, was with Detroit last year. He only played one game and 30 snaps at that. So not a lot of NFL experience. But the thing, I don't think that he has an opportunity to kind of make the roster. I think best case for these players is practice squad. Um, and maybe if injuries happen later on down the, the line, they know the system, you can bring them in. But again, I, th I think what's important here is the size and weight. He's 5'11", 192. The days of the 6'3 corner for the 49ers or the 6'2, the Akello Witherspoon, the Richard Sherman, uh, those days are in the past. They're gone. Um, will we do some, you know, cover one, cover three system? For sure. Work quarters defense. So don't be shocked. And again, like that's the most telling thing to take away from the signing. We're not looking for those big physical press man corners that can, you know, whatever else. No, we're, we're running quarters. That's what we're doing now. It's a, it's a different scheme entirely, uh, which doesn't affect too much. But the reason why you're allowed to do that now is because of Fred Warner. So I, I wouldn't even plan on going off on this tangent right now, but why not? Let's, let's play with this because I think it's important. Fred Warner allows you, instead of sending a safety into the box, to help the run game, you don't have to do that anymore. Instead of sending a safety into the box to cover the tight end, no, 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 you don't have to do that anymore. 
Fred has got it. <laughs> so what is the biggest weakness on this 49ers roster? It's the cornerbacks, or defense anyway. It's it's the corners. It's the least amount of money per position. It's the least amount of draft capital. It's the least about all those things. And so what you do is, instead of having a single high safety and having your corners take a full third, now you're cutting their assignments down dramatically. You go from a third for the corners, that are responsible for a third of the field, to a quarter of the field, right? Quarters coverage. So now you keep both safeties back and you narrow, you make it easier on your outside corners. And why can you do that? Because you got these two stud linebackers in the middle and Fred Warner and mostly Fred Warner, but also Drake Greenlaw. I understand they're at different levels. But again, whenever I saw, you know, this signing, again, I wish the best of luck to Alexander Myers and I hope that he makes this roster and balls out and becomes a pro bowler. Uh, but however, probably not going to happen. They have a type. They have a type. And there's a reason why they keep going after that type. And that's what's important to take care of. They also signed defensive end Shalik Calhoun, a little bit more prominent name. He was a third-round pick out of Michigan State. I remember doing film on him. Um, he was drafted by the Raiders in 2016. Man, how many Raiders defensive linemen are we going to take? Um, he was on the Patriots last year. Now he's a bigger boy, uh, six foot four, two sixty. He's a, he's a bigot. Um, he had two sacks last year with the Patriots in ten games. He didn't start at all. He actually only has one career start in fifty one games played. And I was going through kind of his stats and trying to figure out, okay, why do we have him in here? Three forced fumbles in two years. That's pretty special. So Shalik Calhoun. The problem that he is going to have, he's coming into one of the most loaded positions <laughs> that we have. So again, probably a practice squad caliber player at best. If he can flash, that's what he's looking for there. Um, oh, man, just want to say thank you. Absolutely incredible, awesome gift from uh, Carnis Rufus. I'm sure I messed that up really bad. I'm sorry. He says, thank you, John, for all the breakdowns of podcasts. Wouldn't survive the offseason without him. Saturday can't come soon enough. Man, we did it, guys. <laughs> it, you know, we you go through the offseason and, you know, you try putting out multiple episodes a week with no news and you're manufacturing content. And I get it because I can't get enough. And now here we are wrapping up training camp. And it's just like, okay, all the Christmas decorations are wonderful. All the music, whatever. That's cool. I hate Christmas music, but I'll play it for this analogy. All those things are great. As a kid... Give me my damn presents at some point, right? Where let's go. I want Christmas food. I, I want the treats. I want the cookies. It's so like we we've passed the point of Advent, right? Like it is here, man. So so close. Do want to remind everybody I will be going live after the show or after the game on Saturday, and it's gonna be a fun one uh, because I'm gonna be hosting an event in Canton, Ohio, with Draft Night Out. And so if you're around those, if you're heading to the Fantasy Football Expo, I'm gonna be helping out with that as well. You want to come out and share a drink or two. So I might have a, had a few libations at that point, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good show, nonetheless, because we got 49ers football to talk about, and probably what's even better than that. NFL film, 49ers NFL film to break down. Are you kidding me? Oh, I can't wait. That's what I, I'm probably more excited about that, which, which is bad, but it's what it is. All right, let's transition to injuries. 
because, yeah, it's trading camp. It's football, 100% injury rate. It happens, and it happens a lot to this guy. Joukowsky Tart, he is injured, and we got a little bit of bad news from the head coach himself talking about Joukowsky Tart. I mean, not moving very fast right now. I mean, he hasn't been out there. I know he missed the time with COVID, and, um, you know, I don't know how long he's going to stay on pup, but I don't, I don't see him coming back soon right now. You could just tell, like – my my energy's up here, Kyle. You got to help me. <laughs> you don't get to go out and be rah, 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 rah. I, I get it. Like, he's coming off of partying um, in Canton, Ohio. We're flipping scripts a little bit. And so I get that. But, man, not even close. That's not good. He went on later on, was asked again, and he said not day-to-day. -day. That means week-to-week. -week. That means Tart. Huge question for week one. That's where he's at. So what does his safety position look like? Because we just talked about, like, we're doing more of a quarters format, which means safety needs to be back in coverage a little more. And it's not even like everybody back there is doing well. Because Tony Jefferson brought him in, free agent. He tweaked his hamstring and groin a few days ago. So now he's out, which means we've got Tavon Wilson, Talanoa Hufunga, who I like a lot, and Jared Maiden. Those are the three guys. And whenever your only reliable player as a safety currently is Jimmy Ward, I don't want to get into his, you know, injury. It wasn't two years ago. His nickname was Mr. Glass, right? Um, the safety position is becoming a concern. The starters right now, if we were to start, would be Jimmy Ward, obviously, and Tavon Wilson, which, yeah. I don't want to mess with that too much. That's not elite by any elite pairing. But something's got to change. Now, the team worked out um, several safeties today. Listen to these names. You're going to hear some old names that you haven't heard in a while. Aha Clinton Dix, Bradley McDougald, Seahawks guy, right? Clayton Gathers, and Anthony Sandejo. So not promising names. They all have a lot of playing time. You can tell they're going after vets that don't have this rookie learning curve because they need somebody now. Um, but that's where they're out. Uh, thank you for the gift. 49ers Ultimate Report. I love it, man. He says, John, what's up? Are you really ready for the season? You bet so, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. And st sticking with the injuries, and I hate that we have to cover that the injuries get this long, <laughs> but it's pretty typical during trading camp because the studs, they're going to start to get a little bit more of a break as we get into the preseason. But DFF, uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, he is in concussion protocol, um, and this is bad timing for him. He's a roster bubble guy playing at that linebacker position, and I think Marcel Harris has solidified that number four spot. Now, Aziz has been out as well, but Aziz's spot safe. And then you got Jonas Griffith, who's battling DFF for that final spot. Special teams is going to kind of be the big deal there. But, you know, Jonas Griffith's been making plays, turnovers. DFF, he's got to get out there because this is not a good time. He's not safe of making this roster. So I, I love the competition. I hope that, you know, he gets back and gets out there. And another player, oh, man, here we go, Herdwatch took a step back today. Um, was not out there practicing, was off to the side, working with trainers. And here's what, uh, let, pay attention again, we, we got Sad Kyle uh, going to be helping us out right here. If you're not on the field, how is this for me as a chance? 
Um, I mean, it hurts it. I know he's battling back from a serious injury, um, and we know the potential he has and the upside on how much we think he can help us, but um, he's got to show that. And, you know, there's not a lot of time left, and, but, you know, we, we want to be smart with him. I know some things are bothering him today, so um, we were smart with him, but hopefully he can get in a groove where he has a chance to go out there and play some football and give himself a chance to make this team. What is the update on him? Um, no new update. He just didn't feel right this morning, so you guys can ask him after this. You guys can ask him. Ooh, ouch. Um, you can tell Shanahan's a little pissed. And it, this is hard because if if I went back and played a clip about Kyle Shanahan talking about or John Lynch talking about Jalen Hurd, nothing but praise. He's been up here. He's been working really, really hard. Everything's going well. He's ahead of schedule. Uh, we'll have to see what happens to go ask him after this. Like, you can tell Shanahan's pissed. They want this guy to be the number three and showed a lot of promise and it's just falling off. Um, now setbacks are going to happen and we still have a month, almost exactly a month till we destroy the D Detroit lions. Um, so like we're close, but we'll have to wait and see here. Now, what does wide receiver look like without wide receiver three look like without Jalen Hurd? Good friend of the show, Marco Martinez, amazing guy, amazing guy. You should follow him on Twitter if you're not already. I, he was at um, practice today, and I texted him, hey, man, uh, what was the wide receiver three rotation? He said, Sherfield first, Muhammad Sanu, then Jennings. And all of them have played very, very well. Sherfield had an amazing one-handed catch uh, in one-on-ones versus Diamador Lenore. Seems like everybody has highlights against that, that kid. He's always in good position, but, man, he, he's, he's getting – He's on the losing end of a lot of those matchups. Jawan Jennings, another solid day. He's put together a great week. Two touchdowns in red zone team today. That is where, that's his role. That's his role. Um, so curious to see what that would look like. AJ, AJ Silva, appreciate the gift, man. <laughs> he says, John, here's money. You rock. I appreciate that, man. That is awesome. That is incredible. Um, Dan Case. He says, thanks for being on tonight. I am laid up. Oh, no. Wisdom teeth taken out. That is no good, my friend. Uh, get better. Ice cream, cold things, all that stuff. Good stuff. Uh, one more just uh, quick nugget from practice today. Uh, Marco, staying with Marco Martinez, he said that there would have been two sacks on the day by D Ford. That D, I mean, he was playing well. Now, again, obviously, you can't touch the quarterbacks, even in team, whatever. You just make the defensive end or the linemen just run around. Um, you kind of put a halo around the quarterback so nobody can touch them. And so the fact that, you know, okay, it, we've said this so many times. If we get anything from Jalen Hurd, if we get anything from D Ford, that's great. Well, you know, Hurd watch, that's, that's not looking so good. But D Ford, uh, still cautiously optimistic there. But, man, whew, we'll have to see what that looks like because, man, if D. Ford can get some playing time, that's going to change the look of this defense. And, obviously, Nick Bosa was out there today again uh, looking really well and looking on par with his recovery. Uh, a couple questions I want to get to that were sent out on Patreon um, and Twitter. Aaron on Patreon, these two questions are related. I, I, they, I got both of them within a span of like 15 minutes. So I was like, oh, man, this is incredible. Uh, Aaron asked this. He says, can you help me understand the Trey Lance fumbles during the exchanges at camp? Not sure if they're coming on a read option set or design runs, but it's certainly a concept that is more intricate and complicated than just giving someone the ball. 
You are exactly right, Aaron. Um, one, I'm not at camp, okay? But I do know that some of the exchanges, most of them have happened on uh, jet sweeps. That's where the the wide receiver comes across fast. That's a pretty difficult one. And then just simple zone reads. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's even talked about these a little bit. And they, they go hand in hand with this next question from Mosquito Killer on Twitter. He says, hey, can you talk at some point on the podcast about 49ers penalties and why they always start out so rough? It's very simple. And, you know, we're, I'm going through it with the kids I'm coaching right now. Implementing a new offense or just an offense, it doesn't matter. Implementing any offensive play to a group of people, there's so many things that could go wrong. It takes forever to get the cadence and just everything synced up. And so you can say, well, man, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He's been playing forever. We've got all these people. Doesn't matter. You put one new player out of 11 in there, everything gets screwed up. You're only as strong as your weakest link. You got somebody jumping off sides. You got a running back that's too eager and clamps down because on that zone read play, a lot of people don't know this. It's weird. It's not a traditional handoff. You're exactly right, Aaron, with the way you phrased that question. The running back goes through with his pocket open. You can't take it. You don't clamp down. And so it's a finesse feel because the quarterback will either, like you ride in that mesh point where the ball is in the running back's kind of gut and arms. You ride that for about a half a count. It's not just here, take it. So you ride that for half a count. And what happens if is if, it, if it's a true zone read, which Shanahan is implementing for Trey Lance, you're reading a defender, whether a linebacker or a defensive end. And if they come towards you, you let it go and you let literally let it go, and you let the running back take it. However, if that defensive end squeezes down the line to take the dive, you then have to, as the quarterback, you're riding, riding, riding. You have to tuck it and pull it away. It's, it's give me. Sometimes the running back gets scared, clamps down too soon. It's just it's one of those things you have to rep it thousands of times for it to be second nature. And not only do you have to rep it, you have to rep it with a 330-pound man coming at you in the A-gap that somebody missed their block. So you can practice that mesh point, the jet sweep. You practice those things over and over again. But until you got those big old beef eaters coming right at you, breathing down your face, it's a different read. <laughs> it's not the same until somebody's going to punch you in the face. So it's Mike Tyson's line. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> I've had quarterbacks, I've had wide receivers and running backs. It typically happens on the offensive side of the ball, unfortunately, that are seven-on-seven all-stars. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, this player is going to be incredible. Then you put the pads on them, they disappear. Look like Tarzan, play like Jane. That's what we would say as coaches, right? Like some people just, it's a different mentality to take those hits. Now, obviously, these people in the NFL, they've all got it. But just because you could run a, you know, a zone read at Ohio State or North Dakota State, it's a little bit different whenever you've got freaking Nick Bosa and Javon Kinlaw, who literally is the closest representation to the Hulk that we have in the NFL, size-wise and strength-wise. It changes your uh, peer. And so you want to get these things out now. Because what's you, you know, that's what the preseason's for and tuning up, and we've got some rookies and we've got some youth in there. It just takes time. And most teams do this. Offenses always start off at a deficit during implementation period. Simply because defenses are reactionary by definition. Defense has to wait until the offense lines up to call what they're doing. Now you could, you know, put some, okay, we're gonna try to do a blitz here. 
But based on what the offense does, a lot of times defenses will have to check out. So it's reactionary, right? So the offense has way more moving parts. It is so simple. <laughs> it is so simple to implement a defense to start. Now, it gets more complex as it goes, and I understand that. But the offense always has a much tougher task early on. And as it goes on, and you can watch this in the NFL as well, what, go, what happens is it goes on, points start going up in the NFL um, throughout the season. So more and more points get scored because they start to implement more, see tendencies on film, things like that. I know that was a really long answer. <laughs> That's okay. Hopefully you guys didn't mind that. Hopefully it made some sense. Uh, now, before we jump into a couple other things and some clips from press conferences today, uh, real quick, this is huge. Philly road trip, baby. Week two. Y'all got to come party with, uh, with yours truly. Here we go. Here are the details. So excited, guys. We have worked so hard for this, and all the details are finally finished and coming together. The 49ers Rush Road Trip for our Philly game, which is going to be week two. So that's Saturday, September 18th, the night before the game. We are going to be meeting up at the Drinker's Pub, which I freaking love it. I mean, if you've ever been to Philly, or again, uh, shout out to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the pub is the heart of of Philadelphia. It's just what it is. So we have, this place is awesome. I've been there before. It's only a few short blocks away from our hotel. We're staying at the awesome Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. Come join us. We have the second floor all to ourselves. We've got pool tables. We got multiple TVs for college football on. We've got giveaways, raffles. We have our own bar service and food service. It's going to be an absolute blast. Hang out, drink, but more importantly, come for the community. It's going to be 49ers fans flying in from all over the place. From 6.30 to 9.30, if you want to go party out afterwards, that's cool. But again, we're going to be hanging out there for a long time. So head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Click on Philly. This is week two, okay? And buy your tickets there. They're 25 bucks, and everything that we bring in through the website, it's going back to giveaways. I've bought multiple jerseys, giveaways, autograph memorabilia. So whenever you come in, you're going to get raffle tickets, all those things. We're going to be doing trivia, lots of stuff, lots of ways just to have a blast with people that you want to hang out with. So head over there. Again, this is the Drinker's Pub Saturday, and we're staying at the Warwick Hotel. By the way, we still have discount rate available for hotels at the Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. It's one of the best historic hotels in Philly, and you get to save about 50 bucks a night if you go over there and book it. So uh, if you haven't got tickets yet, you need to get over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Again, this is for week two. Let's go, baby. Have some fun with us. All right. Uh, I, I'm excited, man. Just As that clip was played, I was going back through the chat. Uh, Don Burr, uh, who finally showed up putting money where his mouth is, I've been asking him, if he wants to bet this week one matchup, and this is what he said. I'm going to hold him to this now. He says, here's the bet. So this is between me and Don Burr happening live on air. The bet is for every single point that is scored, and whoever wins pays the other person that money. So, for example, let's say the score is 35 to 25, okay? So that's I'm, – I'm really smart. I think that's 56 points. So if Detroit wins, I send 56 bucks to, to Don. He proposed this to me in the chat. Y'all can see it there. And if it's vice versa, he sends it to me. I think I 100% am down with that bet, Don. Um, in fact, because I'm such a gentleman, I'm going to give you two points for free, okay? So uh, I'm giving you two free points. So if, if the score is 50 to 49, 
49ers, you will actually win. So I'm giving you a two-point spread. We'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm like a Lannister over here. I'm always paying my debts. So if I owe somebody money in a bet, I 100% will pay it. Don, go ahead and make sure, put this in the comments, and make sure you're totally down with this. Now, let's get back to the important stuff. Let's talk some 49ers practice. We finally got a little bit of scuffling going on between the offense and defensive line. And I, I love... When the temperature gets turned up because people are fighting for their careers, their jobs, you've been hitting the same person for 12 days in a row. Like it starts to change because, like, yeah, you're a team, but man, you, 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 you just banging heads, banging heads, banging heads, you get upset. And so there were two fights today that I thought were interesting. The first one was from one of the quiet assassins on the team, Lakin Tomlinson, which if you've ever heard Lakin talk, very mild-mannered, chill, smooth voice, just seems like a big old teddy bear, versus Kevin Givens, who's the exact opposite. Um, you know, that came from Jennifer Lee Chan. She does amazing work. And then the second fight was between a linebacker and a running back, Dre Greenlaw. He got blown up in pass protection by the rookie Elijah Mitchell, which I love. And, man, they started going at it. <laughs> Probably my favorite tidbit about this. So a big old fight breaks out. Offensive line, not a fight. It's a scuffle, okay? It's not like the Giants where they're dogpiling and being idiots. Uh, just shoving, yelling back and forth. As soon as it happens, Alex Mack, the captain of the offensive line, member of the all-decade team, runs immediately to Nick Bosa, who was out there on that rep, and literally, like, ushers him away from the conflict like must protect bosa <laughs> so to be an offensive center the guy next to you starts fighting you say hold on we must protect the goods you go get bosa and you slide him off i just think that's hilarious that's veteran leadership right there um now one of the things that perhaps uh alex mack is not happy <laughs> that everybody is talking about on social media today uh here we go we're gonna do it butt sweat and how it affects your 49ers here's jimmy garoppolo commenting on alex mack and his perspiration i don't know if it's just a i don't know i get a lot of sweaty centers uh <laughs> it's unfortunate at times but uh we make it work um yeah i mean alex is no he's no sweatier not i don't know that's a hard one to answer but there <laughs> Uh, it definitely makes it difficult if you're not ready for it, I would say. I think uh, I've kind of learned throughout my career how to deal with it, but yeah, it's the best way I could describe it is you're playing in a dry game and all of a sudden it's a rain game when you get the snap. And so if you're not prepared for that, I guess it could uh, throw you off at times. <laughs> yeah, going from a dry game to a wet game. You know, and this has been written about in Atlanta for the Falcons, which Kyle Shanahan was there with them as well. They would bring out four pairs of pants per game for Alex Mack, and they would make them change during the quarter. So if it was a hot weather game, you know, somewhere down in Florida or wherever, not inside a dome, they he would change pants every quarter. I, I, <laughs> there are players like that. There are rumors out there about uh, Trent Williams as well. Defensive linemen do not like playing against them because um, this is a rumor. Allegedly, um, allegedly, he doesn't take showers the night before the game and doesn't wear deodorant. He's a pretty big dude. It's a little bit of a smell there. Hey, that's a competitive advantage, man. You got to get in there psychologically and do what you want to do. We got the nastiest old line. What else do you want? Now, I this is another tidbit that I thought was interesting. This comes from Matt Burrow, Barrows of The Athletic. He's incredible, friend of the show. The best player the last few days has been on the defensive side of the ball. 
Um, now, they had Monday off. They practiced today. But Sunday, the best player on the field was Javon Kinlaw, which is huge. Because if you remember, he missed a couple practices with the knee swelling and just whatever else. He was pissed. All this stuff was going on. He finally, and it wasn't just Matt Barrow, several different people said, there is no doubt Javon Kinlaw was on and just destroyed the run game, the pass game. It just completely changed the entire focus of the offense. That was Sunday. Now today, as a practice, which ended just a few hours ago, it was Fred Warner. And Mr. Linebacker one, he, he's so freaking good, man. He lets you do so many different things. And so th these were on back-to-back -back plays. They were doing um, a red zone, drive the ball time period. Stop Kittle at the goal line, tackle him short of the goal line. Next play had a pass breakup against who? Brandon Ayuk. This dude's guarding Ayuk, probably coming across the middle. I haven't seen the play, but th this is coming from Barrows right up. The very next play... Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception in the red zone to Mosley. Talk about a difference one player can make, Fred Warner. Kittle's going to get past the majority of linebackers in the NFL. Not Fred Warner. Not this rep. Uh, obviously, Kittle will win some reps against Warner. He's the best tight end in the league. But then also, to elongate that drive to the point where somebody else steps up and makes a turnover. Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, so glad that guy's back. I, I, again, I think I said this last episode. People were talking about how, oh, man, Ambry Thomas is going to be pushing for the starting job. No, I'm telling you right now. Like, write it in ink. Mosley, if healthy, is starting week one. Jason Verrett, we all know. But I'm telling you right now, Ambry Thomas is not pushing Mosley. That has just not come across at all during training camp. And it's not necessarily a testament to Ambry Thomas. It's a testament to Emmanuel Mosley. This dude was on COVID, missed 10 days, came out, very first play in team, gets a pass breakup, got an interception in red zone. He's all over the place. Ambry might pass him eventually, but not not this preseason. <laughs> There's just it's not. It, it's 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 a big difference. That's just all there is. Oh, I just want to say thank you. 49ers faithful forever. Thank you, my friend. First to join the Fantasy League will be the last one to leave, Fear Bosa. That's right, man. We got our fantasy thing. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast today. Next up, we got our betting segment. Here we go, my bookie. Guys, I am so excited. My bookie is back. This is year four. What a relationship we've had with this sponsor. And I just want to say thank you to them. But here's what this means. Winning seasons return at my bookie. Winning season means you get half of your first deposit. If you haven't deposited already with them, they match half of it all the way up to $1,000. Winning seasons, they've got everything that you've ever wanted. You can parlay your bets, props, all kinds of stuff. If you know football, and again, if you bet with us last year, we tripled our money. Tripled our money throughout the season. Yeah, we make some bad uh, calls, but overall, that's what it's all about. Having fun, and when you put money down on these games, you have way more fun. So use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and they will match half of your first deposit. Helps the podcast get you some extra money. Now, rollovers do apply. If you're not sure how that works, contact their customer support. They'll walk you through everything. But we're going to be betting with them all year long. So go sign up. It's so simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. So easy to get money in and to get money out. These guys are the absolute best. So head over there. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. All right. So let's get into this. Now, 
we're going through the NFC West, and these are basically my predictions, but even more than that, these are the bets and the odds. So it tells you what Vegas, which is always the most accurate indicator, or where the money goes, that's where the experts go. But also, if you're betting with us and want to make some money, we tripled up what we did last year throughout the season. Um, and I'll try to explain some of these bets and why I'm going through them. But if you're not a betting person, that's okay. Just talking some NFL football and trying to see where these are. Let's start with the NFC West. The 49ers have inched ahead. I think that Cam Anchor's injury was just enough. We were tied with the Rams for a while, but now we're the favorites of the division. Um, we're at plus 190, Rams plus 200, Seahawks plus 275, and Cardinals plus 400. That's a pretty close division. There, there's not a lot of divisions uh, in the NFL that are that close, you know, all across the line. Obviously, I believe the 49ers are winning this division. I think it comes down to the Rams and Niners week 18, which we'll be at, baby. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come party with us in L.A. Uh, pretty excited about this. Finishing up details on that one. We're going to be partying on the beach, baby. It's January, but it's still nice in L.A. Uh, we're going to be having a good time down there. Now, if you put $10 on the 49ers to win at plus 190, you bet 10, you win 19. I love those odds. You want to hedge your bet and you want to bet like an extra five bucks on the Rams just to make sure, you know, if one of those two you're getting something, that's cool. But I'm putting the 49ers on it. I'm not betting on the Rams because I want to enjoy myself. I do not want to pull for the Rams. I don't even care if money's involved. NFC South. Um, I hate betting this division. I don't like it. The Bucks are the clear favorites. They're minus 200. I think they're the only real option. Saints lost so many starters and their quarterback. They're plus 300. I don't like it. Falcons. They're a rebuilding team, even though they don't know it yet, plus 700. Panthers, not a good roster at all. Terrible old line, plus 900. If you're going to bet anything, I think you got to bet the Bucks, but it's not a big return. You bet 10 bucks, you're going to win five. So, um, you know, I put that bet down, but I don't like it. Uh, bucks should win, returning 22 starters. NFC North, this is a fun one. Uh, Packers, clear favorites, minus 150. As soon as Aaron Rodgers came back, I got a couple bets in um, on the Packers before Rodgers came back. I just thought he was coming back, but I didn't want to put that out there because I, I don't want to cost anybody else money on a hunch that I have that's you know completely unfounded. Vikings plus 200, I think that's way too high for them. I just don't believe in plexiglass cubicle Kirk Cousins. It doesn't make sense to me. Bears plus 400, I like. Lions plus 1,800. Don, are you still with us, man? They have the worst odds to win the division of any team in the NFL. Um, I'm not taking that bet. I like the Bears. I really do. Now, obviously, I think the Packers are going to win it, but those odds on the Bears are huge. So here's what I do on these. I do a hedge bet, okay? So I put 10 bucks on the Packers and 5 on the Bears. Here's why. If I bet 10 on the Packers and they win, you get 17 bucks return. If I put 5 on the Bears, I win 20 so I'm basically just saying, hey, I'm going to take a small profit here, but I'm guaranteed that you know the Bears or Packers are going to win this division. I just don't believe in the Vikings. I don't do it. So, um, again, easy money is good money. I don't care if it's small. Tony Gwynn's in the Hall of Fame. Get your singles. Get out. No, I'm not telling you guys to go to be dancers, exotic dancers, but if that's your thing, hey, you do you. NFC least, the NFC East, worst division in football. Got better this year. Still bad. Cowboys are the favorite plus 130. I don't believe in it. That defense is still a joke. They have some stud linebackers, but that is it. Washington football team plus 160. Giants plus 350. Eagles plus 600. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles are one of the worst teams in the NFL. But anyway, I'm not betting them. I'm taking the Washington football team. 
I love their roster. I love their coaching staff. I hate their front office. <laughs> Not front office. Actually, their GM, Mayhew, from us. Like I, I love that. I just hate their owner. I can't stand them. So that's there. You bet 10 win 16 with Washington. I'm not betting on the Cowboys. I don't believe in them. They've won two playoff games in 25 years. Just not a good team. Uh I don't I don't care. I understand their offense is great. I ain't seen it. I've made a lot of money betting against the Cowboys the past few years. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh you could also bet on the preseason game this week. Uh, I'm not doing it. I don't bet on the preseason. If you do, I usually bet on the quarterbacks, which the 49ers got in spades. Um 49ers are favored against the Chiefs at two and a half points. Um, not from that. I'm not betting it. So I'm not putting money on that, but if you're crazy, you go ahead. That's you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's what it is. Shout out to, um, yeah, I like this from Randy. He says, shout out to John. It's going to be a memorable year. I agree with you, man. All the best to yourself and everyone on the chat. Godspeed and go Niners. I love it. Shout out to Fillmore. That is incredible. Let's talk some QBs because, it's been, you know, back and forth. Trey was just so on fire to start training camp. He's kind of regressed. There's no doubt about that. And that's okay. It's training camp. He's 21-year-old rookie. And so today they were doing red zone period with a timer. And they got down to eight seconds left, and he threw it short of the end zone. It was completed, and the clock ran out without any points on the board. Kyle Shanahan was asked about the decision-making and what he should have done there. Here's the head coach talking about our rookie Trey Lance. It's a tough position to be in because we had no timeouts, so you got to go to the end zone no matter what. Um, and so very rarely things are open to rhythm, so sometimes you try to buy time, but um, which is part of it. But when we threw it short, not into the end zone, that wasn't very good awareness. It's 21, guys. Um, and again, he was, he was a runner first, you know, rushed for 1,100 yards in one season. This takes time. And one of the things that is slow to develop, you know, I went back and studied this year. What, you know, why did I miss on certain quarterbacks that I graded? I was not high on Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's amazing. I, I was wrong. I was so wrong. And one of the things I, I put in my notes is not clutch, not awareness. Like he didn't have it. It'd be into the game and they're down like four points. I think it was the Auburn game. Maybe I could be wrong on this. And he scrambles around and throws the ball. Time expires. He throws the ball 15 yards out of bounds. Like, didn't even give his players a chance. And he did this a few different times where the game was on the line, probably going to lose, give somebody a chance. He didn't even give them a chance. Well, you got to coach that out of him. And one of the best players that has been the best clutch awareness levels and college levels, what I'm talking about, Sam Darnold. Now you put them in the NFL, it's wrong. So just because they couldn't do it in the past doesn't mean they can't. you got to coach them up. But if you're in the end zone and time's going down, you have to throw the ball in the end zones or out of bounds. Out of bounds. That's all. That you have to give somebody a chance. If you throw an interception there, which we'll talk about in a second, that's okay. That's okay. Interceptions, at least you're trying. Throwing the ball short, that does nothing. you got to give somebody a play to make a chance. Um Chance, I think I mixed that sentence <laughs> up. Dyslexia got me. Um, now, he had another drive after that, another timed move-the-ball period, and he threw it short, short to Warner and got tackled and ended his drive there. And so, like, again, he has struggled whenever it's time to, you know, move the ball down the field, situational football. He's missed that. 
one-on-ones, pass scale, even just random team plays, straight fire. But whenever all those things and you start thinking a little bit too much, it's coming down. And you got to learn the nuances of the game. And so I'm glad they're happening now and not week one or two. I'm glad we're not the Bengals. We don't have to start them right away. And Trey finished the day 9 for 16 and team. Not good. Not good. He did have an awesome 30-yard-plus pass to Sherfield. That was awesome. But that's it. Now let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, who also was not perfect. Same move the ball period. They were rotating drives back and forth with the ones and twos. Um, Jimmy threw an interception on fourth down. This was the same thing all by Fred Warner, right? He checked it down to George Kittle. He gets tackled short of the goal. Then he throws it to Ayuk, batted down by Fred Warner. Very next play, trying to rush it, throws an interception to Mosley. Um, and so the pretty QB was asked, man, what was up with that interception play? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think that was our, that was our fourth down play. And so it was kind of the last play, last chance. Uh, there was a tight window in there, but uh, yeah, just didn't fit it in. It's one of those live and learn and practice and don't do it in the game. It's so, like interceptions are bad. Like I'm not trying, like you guys know, I love Trey Lance. If you've been here for a minute, but this is what you, it's fourth down. You're going for it. There is no field goal. There is no punt. You've got to try. And so it was intercepted. He tried to fit in a tight window. Is it great? No, but at least you had an opportunity. Like that's like, it's not about stats. And yeah, certain beat writers are going to beat you up through an interception in the red zone, get them out of here, run them out of town. I don't, I don't care. Give your team a chance. Jimmy did that. It didn't work out. Now Garoppolo's numbers on the day, 12 of 21. So a little bit better. Um, not great. A lot of this is coming from Barrows, uh, breaking this down on The Athletic. Great work. Please go subscribe over there. Support them. I don't get a penny of that. What They don't endorse me. I just think they do good work. Now, quarterback three. Nate Sudfeld has been taking that over all week until today. Rosen. Rosen watch. <laughs> Strikes back. Had a pretty good day. Um, had a 50-yard-plus touchdown to Austin Watkins, everybody's favorite undrafted free agent, who's been struggling as well. So maybe they can lift each other up. But it does seem like Sudfeld's going to be the quarterback number three, especially going into this first preseason game. Um, I doubt, again, just paying attention to snaps. My guess, Trey Lance goes out there for probably two drives. That's it. Um, maybe the first quarter. And then you'll get probably a quarter and a half from Sudfeld and a quarter and a half from um, Josh Rosen. That's my guess. Um, I think, again, easing in Trey Lance. That's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see. All right, real quick, I told you to talk about Fantasy League. Man, we've got over 50 people signed up, which is awesome. If you want to come play us, uh, this is like the super 49ers Rush Fantasy League. Here are the details. Oh, man, I'm excited about this one. Over half of the emails and comments that I get out there are all about Fantasy Leagues and Dynasty League startups. Well, here we got. This is going to be incredible. The 49ers Rush Super Fantasy League. We did some charity leagues last year, and that was fun. This has unlimited potential. It's only $25. Bucks. $25 is going to be a redraft league. And what we're going to do, if you're familiar with the Scott Fishbowl and the fantasy correspondent, all that stuff that goes on there, it's going to be similar to that. So it's a 10-man league, okay? What happens is for every 10-man league, there's going to be several. Top four make the playoffs. 
Whoever wins at the playoff structure that's going to be traditional there, if you're your league champion of your 10-man league, you go into a super playoff versus all of the other league's champions, and we're going to roll over a little bit of the payment that comes through that for the super league as well. So if you finish first or second in your league, you get paid. And if you win your league, you win again in the Super League. It's going to be an absolute blast. So here's how you get in. You have to pay first, okay? It's only 25 bucks. I paid my entry fee. My son's going to be playing as well. Um, and all you got to do is follow the link for League Safe, okay? It's in this description of this video. That way, no money's exchanging hands between people. It goes into League Safe. They hold it, and they divvy out payments. Make sure you fill out your email um, once you make your payment on League Safe, that's how you'll get invited to the draft itself. It's going to be an absolute blast. And my friend Steve Spacrotelli, he's going to be helping me set this up and commission all these different leagues. Guys, we could have 120 people and have 10 separate <clears throat> leagues. This is going to be incredible. The main reason why I'm doing this, one, I love fantasy, but to build community. That's what it's about. The people that were in the charity leagues last year have a better relationship with them, and they talk amongst themselves, and it's absolutely incredible. So that's what we're doing here. 49ers Rush Super League. Go click the click the League Safe link in this video. Put your $25 in, and you're in. That's all it's going to take. Excited to destroy all of you. All right, I see a comment in the thing saying, how do I watch the Chiefs game coming up? And here's the deal. I'm looking this up now. It's going to be on Game Pass, and it's going to be on KPIX 5 in the Bay Area. So you can watch it there. And again, this happens every year. NFL Game Pass, you can get a week for free. Sign up for a subscription if you want to, but you can get a week for free and cancel it, and you can watch preseason games there. So that's there as well. So just a couple things. Um, again, if you go, you just Google how to watch it, a bunch of different sites will show up, and so you can kind of go off that. That's there for you as well. Um, so check that out. One thing I do want to ask, and this is not necessarily for me. It's for a close friend and somebody that's helped the show in the past. So anyway, take this for what you want. If anybody has a single, I just need a one, um, ticket to practice on Thursday, please DM me, um, JL underscore Chapman on Twitter, or you can email me 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com. It's not for me. It's for a very, very good friend. And I promise you, um, I will find a way to make this worth your while, uh, for sure. So if anybody has a single ticket, just a one, um, for practice on Thursday, um, please reach out to me. I'd love to be able to help a friend out and, Trust me, I will make it worth your while. Um, we do so many giveaways. I'll find a way to get you something. So uh, please reach out to me on that. So that's going to do it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. As always, man, love the positive energy. Love what you guys bring in the chat. Absolutely incredible. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.